This is the last part of the four-part podcast, What the Beginner Yogi Should Know About Spiritual Experience. Yogananda's second disciple uh, in America, Warren Vickerman, was extremely highly developed yogi. And he was uh, the director of the uh, Self-Realization Fellowship Center in New York City. Okay. And uh, one time a woman came to visit him, uh, supposedly to talk about her spiritual life. And she told him, uh, when I meditate, I have a problem. I fly out of my body and bang my head, the head of my astral body, on the ceiling. Okay? Yep. And he just quietly said, Lady, when you are in that state, there is no ceiling. Okay. (laughs) But you see, she had this, again, reason would show, reason would show that this is nothing. You bang your head on the ceiling. I think I've mentioned that I met a woman that told me that she had whiplash in her neck because she'd been meditating and she ascended and crashed into the divine light (laughs) and therefore got a neck injury. Well, that sounds like a joke. It sounds like something that someone would make up that couldn't really be true. But she actually said that to me. Uh, I'll tell you, mental institutions have a high population of people who are the closest people to God on earth in their lives. Literally so. Mm. And uh, so then you have to say, am I more sensible or less sensible? Uh, People that have the misfortune to come into the orbit of what I would call half-baked or just utterly illegitimate practices, uh, which are considered perfectly legitimate, uh, in, in in India sometimes to a great degree. They become unstable, but they think they're becoming sensitive, you see. They're becoming spiritually sensitive. And especially if they've had a religious background in the West that the world is sinful, the world is evil, oh, how awful it is, the whole world lies in darkness, see? So then naturally, they think if they have an aversion to the world, if they loathe it, hate it, that that's because they're becoming closer to God. Well, if God loathed and hated the world, why doesn't he get rid of it? But they don't ever think of it. See, they never use any good sense. Uh, uh, A friend of ours from England, a very, very remarkable and outstanding man, told me that he was once invited to a kind of conference of the great lights uh, in Canada, uh, arranged by this husband and wife team that were pretty, pretty well known, especially in Canada and somewhat in America. I heard them mentioned before. So at the time he went to the conference, he was approaching 80 years old. I forget when. It was, it would have been sometime in uh, 
the 70s or so. Okay. So he walked into the place where the conference was to be held ahead of the time. And so this woman, who was a great oracle with her husband, looked at him and said, why, you are the reincarnation of Albert Einstein. Okay. Well, he said, that's impossible because uh, I was born and lived for decades during Einstein's lifetime. And it didn't it didn't phase her at all. She says, oh, no, no. Uh, uh, when Einstein died, he entered into your body. <laughs> I actually um, had correspondence with a woman who swore that when Marilyn Monroe died, that she had entered this woman's body. Okay. Mm. Uh, <laughs> so you see, there it is. You think, well, you should want to help these people. You can't because they love their delusions. There is a verse in the Bible that's very interesting. It says, a friend is joined to idols. Leave him alone. In other words, he is joined and loving illusions. He loves his delusions. It makes him feel big. It makes him feel important. Like I've known people that said, Oh, it's been revealed to me that I'm going to help in bringing in the new age. Mm -hmm. And they'd have this delusion that right now they were nothing, but wait 10 years or so, and suddenly they would burst upon the world and they would be a great force in the enlightenment of the world. And of course, they did no such thing. you know. And often things were even worse for them. Some of them I knew of became at drug addicts and alcoholics, but all the time they believed they had a destiny to help the world. Mm. So uh, this is really a long, it's an ugly topic, but you know, it has to be realized. So you have to say, do I have better sense now than I did before? That's what a person should think about in their yoga practice. I have seen people they get utterly dingy because the the practice there, uh, they've been given conflicts their nervous system, literally is harming them. And again, they think, oh, I'm becoming sensitive. I'm becoming sensitive. Then they become unstable. They say, oh, I'm becoming ecstatic. I'm becoming uh, joyful. When they're just really uh, beginning to disintegrate. And this can go on and on, and it can end in craziness, or it ends in a disillusionment, wherein then they hate yoga, uh, they hate Indian philosophy, and they start websites in which they denounce everybody but themselves. And they talk about how bad all yoga is, and everybody and all the yoga teachers are fake, and they just are filled with hatred. Mm. And that's how they pass their lives. Think of the kind of world they will go into at death. So this is really a crucial thing. So one of the things that does matter and that I've noticed about real yogis is 
they become more sensible, they become more practical, and they become more aware of their ability to be self-deluded, and they guard against this self-delusion. They don't believe everything that happens to them. You have to be like that. Uh, I've written somewhere else, and I won't take up your time now, about three experiences I had that if I had been foolish, I would have thought were indications that I'd attained great spiritual attainment. And it was just nothing. It was just an awareness of certain aspects, even of my own physical being. It wasn't even spiritual, and really not spiritual at all. And But if I hadn't used my head, I could have thought, oh, I've entered into the divine light of God, or oh, yes, I too have a great, um, uh, you know, spiritual destiny, and, and I've experienced cosmic consciousness, and it was nothing. It was delusional. The thing that's sad was I didn't think, well, if the experiences were delusional, what in heaven's name is the real character of this yoga I am practicing that gave these experiences to me, okay? That's another thing people don't want to do. They don't want to face truth, and they don't ask themselves, you know, if you eat something and you get sick at your stomach and you vomit, you say, that was bad for me. It was either spoiled or it's something bad for me, you know? But no, people hang out with these fake gurus They belong to these fake yoga cults. They practice the fake yoga. They begin to disintegrate. Their judgment leaves them completely. They have no objective understanding, plus their ego increases. And they don't understand that the practice itself is false. Now, then there are those who take up these false things they get a little bit of tickles. They get a little bit of this or that. But enough good sense remains that they understand I'm not getting anywhere. Mm-hmm. And then after 20 years, and I'm not exaggerating, they say, what's wrong with me? I haven't got anywhere. I'm a dud. And they don't realize the yoga is a dud. You're not a dud. A dud. A dud, you are the divine self. But the yoga was a dud. You weren't not good enough in your practice and so on. Or And the guru was a dud, and the guru was a liar. And the guru built great castles in the sky when the guru talked to you about this. Oh, at last the Himalayan masters have let me know that I can reveal these high practices to the world. And you think, isn't that wonderful? And am I lucky to meet somebody like this? And the truth is, misfortune is banging at the door. But they never say, well, you know what? He was a fake or she was a fake. Mm -hmm. They don't want to do it. In fact, oftentimes people wake up, they see it's fake. And then in a little bit, they remember how secure they felt earlier and how they felt kind of satisfied and safe, and they actually run back to it. Hmm. 
literally, literally, literally run back to it. You see, it's a very, very interesting things. Uh, <clears throat> I've had uh, I've had this experience where people would write to me and say, basically, I just just discovered my guru is a complete fake, and not only just a fake, a terrible person. Okay, and then a month or later, well, but Guruji did so much good. Uh, Guruji builds houses for poor people. Okay, and so they're wanting to go back, take on the delusion follow a totally false person and get nowhere. Yeah. You know, uh, some people wrote 20 years. Okay. And I thought, <laughs> didn't these people think I've been pumping away at this for 20 years. It's done absolutely nothing. And not only has it done nothing. Now I have found out that my, the, the, my guru is literally a criminal. But no, it's so much nicer to see no matter how dirty the teddy bear is and you may have chewed out one of his eyes when you were a little kid and it's something that the Board of Health would condemn, but you got to hold to Teddy and sleep with Teddy and feel secure with Teddy. So the the delusion is always the great factor here. I'm sorry, I'm saying very, very pessimistic things, but it happens to be the truth. Like I, I did mention before, I mentioned before the woman that started passing out. She was a director of, of a meditation center in Canada. And when she went into menopause, she'd be sitting there talking to the to the uh, to the people that were, you know learning mm -hmm. from her and she'd fall over and pass out, yeah. you know? And then when finally she had enough brains because she was very intelligent to realize that she needed medical treatment. And she said that to these groupies, they were highly offended and said, no, 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 Madhiji, you're going into Samadhi. You're going into Samadhi. And uh, the last anybody heard of her, she had uh, quit her job, told her so-called disciples, uh, she chances are I'd never see them again, and she went backpacking across Canada. And as far as I know, was never heard from again. Oh, wow. There it is. So I think maybe we ought to... And this real well, <laughs> there is say. real spiritual experience. Okay, this is the fake. Uh, we can talk about the real later on. There is the real, as is often said. If there wasn't real money, nobody would make counterfeit money. <laughs>